slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the early week or Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and that you're a part of the Locked On Islanders podcast family, and it's great to be here. All quiet on the free agent front, but there is some arbitration news. We'll go over that. We, of course, will continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders roster, how they did this season how they did in the playoffs, and what their future is like with the team. Today, Anthony Bavillier, a player who is clearly uh, at a crossroads in his Islanders career. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. You need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. So, first off, obviously, if you have anything Islanders related on your mind, you've got a question, a comment, a a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show Feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter, at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. And uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news throughout the offseason, including free agency, trades, and anything else that happens up until training camp, the preseason, and the start of the upcoming NHL campaign. Alright, still no official word on free agency. The Islanders have not announced any signings, but again, please note that I said announced. Lots of rumors going on that Lou Lamorello and the Islanders have made some moves but haven't announced them yet and that there's some kind of strategy involved, whether it's because of arbitration or a trade or what have you, that none of these signings have been announced. Rumors going around that Travis Zajac has re-signed. Zach Parise has signed. Uh, All kinds of rumors. Casey Sezikis. Nothing etched in stone as of yet, and until they are announced, uh, nothing is at least official, so we will keep you up to date on all the latest, and make sure you follow my Twitter accounts uh, in order to keep up to date with all of the latest Islanders news. Now, there has been some news over the weekend. Yesterday, Sunday, was the deadline for NHL players to... File for arbitration, and the Islanders had a few arbitration-eligible players, but only one of them actually uh, 
filed, and that was defenseman Adam Pellick. And look, if you go back a year, you remember that Ryan Pulak also filed for arbitration, but the Islanders were able to reach an agreement with him on a multi-year deal as a result. So, look, last year, only one player out of the 26 who filed for arbitration uh, actually had a hearing. So, it's important to understand what it all means. Now, Pellick's negotiations will continue with the Islanders. If he does go to arbitration, it's either a one-year deal or a two-year deal. That's all that they can do. A multi-year deal is possible if the player and the team reach an agreement. So, the reason I think that Pellick goes to arbitration or, or files for arbitration is because of the higher salaries being paid to free agent defensemen and, and other defensemen around the league. So when you got Seth Jones and Zach Warinsky getting a lot of money, and look, we all know Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak as a duo, they don't put up a lot of offensive numbers, but boy, are they solid on defense among the more or less elite uh, players there, and you can't blame Pellick for wanting to get paid. Now, the qualifying offer from the Islanders, only $2.5 million according to Cap Friendly, but look, that's par for the course. It doesn't mean that that's what the Islanders really think he's worth or really expect to pay him. It's really a minimum number that the Islanders file, put in, and say, hey, okay, this is the qualifying offer, but nobody ever accepts them, and we'll see what happens. Remember Ryan Pulak getting paid $5 million a year. Uh, I would have to say Pellick, that's his minimum, might get closer to $6 million, but at the end of the day, this is all part of the give and take of a restricted free agent and what have you. So right now... That is the situation, and we have to keep you up to date as to what happens with uh, Pellick and his arbitration situation. Now, the two other Islanders who were eligible to file for arbitration, Anthony Bavillier and Ilya Sorokin, they did not file. So, it is possible that negotiations between Bavillier's agent, Sorokin's agent, and the Islanders are close. It's also possible a deal is already done, and it just hasn't been announced yet. We don't know right now. So, again, we'll keep you up to date on everything happening uh, as soon as it becomes official. But I think the fact that Bavillier and Sorokin did not file is a good sign for Islanders fans because, obviously, you want to keep all three of these guys Uh Lou Lamorello has indicated that that's his emphasis. He wants to keep all of his, uh, as much of this team together as possible. Obviously, you know, moving Nick Letty, moving or, or losing Jordan Eberle in the expansion draft, you know, those are moves that are designed to free up cap space 
not lose players for nothing when you can get something back for them, and to help the team get better. But uh, I am fairly confident right now that the Islanders will be able to re-sign all three of these restricted free agents, and then, you know, you still wait on the uh, Parises and the Sezikises and the, uh, whether it's Zajac and Palmieri, whichever one of them is going to join the team. My concern, however, I don't know if you have Palmieri and Zajac both coming back and add Parise. It just, to me, that's too many veteran players past their prime who you're adding uh, at this point and taking up more salary cap space. But we'll see how it plays out, and we'll always have the latest. When we come back, we continue our player-by-player look at the season that was with a look at Anthony Bevilier. What did he do last year during the season, during the playoffs, and what does his future look like with the Islanders? We'll discuss that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, trade, de- trade deadline behind us, pennant races and playoff races heating up. You've also got the Olympics, NFL training camps are underway, lots of soccer action about to start, plenty of things to bet on, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and content information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So today uh, we're going to look at Anthony Bevilier, what his season uh, was like, and where he stands in the long-term plans of the New York Islanders. First of all, Bo uh, missed some games, uh, missed nine games altogether, played 47 games during the regular season, 15 goals, 13 assists, 28 points and a plus 15 on the plus minus after being a minus 11 a year ago. Now here's here's something to keep in mind when you look at Bavillier's numbers and you know at first you look at it and you say okay he had three fewer goals than he did in uh, the last two seasons when he had 18 had 11 fewer points than he did last season as well but when you realize he only played the 47 games and you take his numbers and you extrapolate them over 82 games, that's the equivalent of a career high 26 goals and 49 points. And both of those numbers would, again, be career bests for Bevilier. Uh, Three of his goals came on the power play. And here's an amazing thing. Five of his goals, game winners. So that is... uh, a pretty impressive number, and that was also a career high, again, despite the fact that he only played a little more than half of a full 82-game season this year. The number of shots, uh, again, 109 shots in 47 games. That's well about 2.2, 2.3 shots per game. 
That's a fairly consistent number. His ice time, 16 and a half minutes almost uh, per game. So for Bo, overall, the arrow continues to point up. And one thing I think a lot of people forget about Anthony Bavillier, he just turned 24 in June. He is still young. He is still developing, and he keeps on getting better. Now, that being said, there are still some things that Bo needs to work on. And it is a little bit difficult because, you know, I'm a big fan of Bavillier. I like his speed. I like what he's capable of doing on the ice. And look, this maybe doesn't differentiate him from a lot of other top six forwards, but Anthony Bavillier tends to be streaky. And, you know, he, he had, for example, four goal, a four-game goal-scoring streak late in March this year. Uh, had another streak where, you know, over about a seven- or eight-game period, at the end of the regular season, he got really hot. In the final 11 games of the season, he had seven goals and 13 points, which is absolutely red hot, and then for the second year in a row, that strong play carried over into the postseason, and, you know, you look through the first uh, eight games of the postseason, he had at least a point in seven of them. Unfortunately, you know, he cooled off a little bit early in the Tampa Bay series, did not register a point in the first three games of the series, and in four of the first five games, he had just one assist, scored a goal in the Game 6 win that forced Game 7, but overall, for the really the second year in a row, Anthony Bavillier raising the, his level of play in the playoffs, and the thing that you need, or that you hope you see from Anthony Bavillier in the future, is just a little bit more consistency that instead of him having, you know, seven games or four or five games where he's lights out, this is what we know this kid is capable of doing, and then, you know, going through a situation where he has one point total in five or six games, you got to hope that he can get a little more consistent. And, you know, right now, Anthony Bavillier, you look at the overall season that he had, and you add up the points, and, you know, 47 games, 28 points. That's a little better than half a point a game. What is he capable of? I would have to say that if he's healthy for 82 games, what the Islanders would like to see from Anthony Bavillier is somewhere above 55 points. 55 points or more to you know, help him get through and take his game to the next level. So to me, that's the big key. You know, he has the speed. He's got a good shot. He gives effort on defense. The key for Anthony Bavillier is consistency. And that's what he really needs to take his game to the next level. Doesn't have to score every game. Look, very few players average a point a game, especially in the defense first, you know, Barry Trotz Islanders system. But 
instead of maybe scoring, you know, 40 points in an 82-game season, get me up to 50-55. 60 would be a fantastic bonus. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation when you know a player has potential and yet they just don't quite realize it. And I'm hoping that Bo does that. Again, only 24 years old, which means he still has some growing to do. And it's been great to see, you know, this past season was certainly a step in the right direction for Anthony Bevilier. And if he could take it up one more notch and just be a little more consistent, put together the tools we know he has, I think that uh, he will become even more valuable. And I love the chemistry that he, Josh Bailey, and Brock Nelson have together. And I think they'll be back as a unit again next year, depending on who, if anyone else, the Islanders end up bringing in. And that obviously is still up in the air. We will continue our look at each player on the Islanders roster on our next show when we take a look at Adam Pellick's season, his playoff run, and what his future with the Islanders looks like. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. When we come back, uh, we will have our Islanders birthday of the day going all the way back to the first season of the franchise and a tribute to a uh, member, former member of the Islanders blog box who passed away. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There really is something for everyone. And if you don't know all the flavors, well, just listen to these because you're missing out. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, Salted caramel, orange, German chocolate, my personal favorite, cookies and cream, just sweet, decadent, and yet, like all of the Built Bar flavors, it's good for you. And if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where they'll send you two of each of the nine permanent flavors. And look, they're healthy too. Check out the macros. Each bar has either 17 or 18 grams of protein between 130 and 180 calories, just four or five grams of sugar and four or five grams of net carbs. So they're not just good tasting, but they're good for you. And Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And again, we are going all the way back to the first season in the history of the New York Islanders. Uh, Today would have been the 73rd birthday for former Islanders center Brian Marchenko. Unfortunately, uh, Marchenko passing away Uh, back in 2014 at the age of just 65 years old. And and Marchenko was with the Islanders in 1972-73, their first season, played 36 games, two goals, eight points, uh, spent some of the season down in New Haven, which was the Islanders' farm club. The following year, split the year between the AHL, the CHL, and then came up for six games 
with the Islanders, and those were the final games of his NHL career. Stayed active in hockey, played in the old North American Hockey League with the Erie Blades, and yes, the Johnstown Jets, which uh, if you're a fan of the movie Slapshot, uh, they were based on, uh, and ended his career in ni- after the 1976-77 season. Before joining the Islanders, played five NHL games with the Maple Leafs, uh, and, and then became a member of the Islanders. Looking back at one of his better games with the Islanders, March 17th, 1973, toward the end of the Islanders' first season, Islanders hosting the St. Louis Blues at the Nassau Coliseum, and it was Wayne Stevenson in goal for St. Louis, Jerry Desjardins, the goalie for the Islanders, 12,563 fans on hand at the back then brand new Nassau Coliseum. Islanders got on the board first, the only goal of the first period belonging to Billy Harris, the first ever draft pick in Islanders history. He nets a power play goal after Floyd Thompson was in the box for holding. Tom Miller and Brian Spencer with the assist. Time of the goal, 14-30, Islanders. That's how it was after one period. In the second, Tom Miller, his ninth from Germain Gagnon and, and Jerry Hart at 2-11, made it 2-0 Islanders. And then Lorne Henning gets his seventh. John Potman and Brian Lefley with the assists at 6-27. Islanders, three, Blues, nothing. But look, if you knew the Islanders of 72-73, who played 78 games and won only 12, you knew that lead wasn't safe. Future Islander Wayne Merrick gets his sixth from Bob Plager and Pierre Plant at 7.55, and it's 3-1. Gary Unger, the leading scorer of those Blues teams, his 36th from Ab DeMarco at 10.19, and it's 3-2. And then a minute and five seconds after the Unger goal, DeMarco scores unassisted at 11.24. After two periods, Islanders 3, Blues 3. But... The Blues and Islanders battle on. In the third, Tom Miller gives the Islanders a 4-3 lead. Billy Harris and Jermaine Gagnon with the assist at 241. And then, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brian Marchinko scores his first career NHL goal. And uh, that was cause for celebration. His first, Bob Nystrom, the assist at 318. Islanders had a two-goal lead. Chris Evans pulls the Blues to within one. Fran Huck, the only assist, at 8.42. So the Islanders had a 5-4 lead. But then Neil Nicholson, his third, an empty net goal with three seconds left in the game. Ed Westfall, the captain, with the only assist. Islanders skate away with a 6-4 win. Again, they didn't win too many back then. This was only the 10th win in Islanders history. And at that point, they were 10 58 and 5, but first career goal for Brian Marchenko. Uh, and he had two shots on goal in this game. Islanders outshot 36 to 20, but Jerry Desjardins making uh, 32 saves to earn the win. And the Islanders skate away with a rare first season victory. So, uh, we wish all the best to uh, Brian Marchenko, his memory, and uh, he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Before we head out, wanted to uh, dedicate this 
episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast to the late Ken Dick. Uh, Ken, a member of the Islanders blog box about a decade ago, stayed there for a number of years, ran the website kyleoposo.net, and uh, one of the nicest guys you're ever going to want to meet. I mean, hockey, you always get really nice people in the sport of hockey, and that just doesn't apply to the players and the coaches, but it applies to the people who cover the sport. Ken was generous, funny, a really nice guy, and he has gone way too young after a long and difficult illness. So uh, this show is dedicated to the memory of Ken Dick, and uh, so sorry we lost him so soon. May his memory always be for a blessing. Wanted to let everybody know we are now officially on our off-season schedule, which means that we will be doing three shows a week, usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll give you new shows. The only uh, way we'll break that is if there is some big breaking news, and, and then I'll do a new show immediately to bring you up to date as soon as possible on all the latest breaking news. But We're now on uh, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule unless there is breaking news coming. Betting on the National Hockey League doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Hope everybody has a good day. Stay well, be safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.